Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 101. Literally, this is Camera Shake 101. 101. 101. Uh, and we've got a whole lot of interesting stuff for you um, on the program today. But before we get there, uh, just be reminded that we are now on the TikTok. What is TikTok? I have no idea. I'm trying to figure this out. That's the first time I've heard you say it correctly, anyway. I know, I know, I know. TikTok. <laughs> In, yeah. So uh, if you want to follow us on TikTok, TikTok, then um, go and look for Camera Shake Podcast on TikTok. It'd be awesome. Um, to see you there and uh, you know, give us a follow and all the rest of it. Um, likewise, we have just launched a Facebook group. So if you look for uh, Camera Shake Podcast on Facebook, join our group. Um, we also we used to have a page, which we're shutting down over the next couple of months or something. So we're moving everything over to a group, which is a lot more fun. It's a lot more sort of interactive and and actually uh, quite, quite useful, quite fun. Yeah. So yeah, if you're on the Facebook or on the TikTok, give us a follow. That'd be awesome. Anyway. Camera Shake Podcast 101. Here we go. So, what are we learning today? God, we're going to learn. <laughs> we have some exciting news on the show today. Do we? Oh, yes, absolutely. There's some some new stuff that's come out. Some new stuff that's come out. Is it? Does it begin with A? No. B? No. C? No. D? We're going to be here for a very long time. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, when I say it's come out, news have come out. Um, of the the long fabled Nikon Z8. Dun, dun, dun. There should be a little like a little fanfare. We need to put a little fanfare. In some... <laughs> there, canned laughter and applause, right there. I won't do it because now you're going to sound silly. <laughs> exactly, Nikon Z8. So, um, the Z8. We've been talking about this, um, really for pretty much the whole of the last year. Uh, well, I don't know what you've been talking about, but I've been talking about the Z8. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> well, apparently we've been. I mean, uh, we've been we've been schooled about this as well. Do you remember at the photography show? Yeah. 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 So um, apparently it is Zed. Apparently it is Zed. But you know we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna take that for granted anyway. Yeah. Although we did speak to Nikon directly. Oh well, no, was it Zed? No, no, they were talking about Nikon versus Nikon, and it is Nikon. Oh no, you're right. You're it is right. Nikon. Yeah, apparently it is Nikon. But uh, now you just sound silly saying. Uh, it. Well, I just I can't get used to that. <laughs> anyhow, <clears throat> anyhow. <laughs> so um, the Nikon Z8. So we've been talking about this, um, you know, for quite a while. We've been expecting it, um, and uh, and finally now the first bits of news have occurred on the interwebs, mm. um, and it's it's starting to take on some shape. So so this is is really uh, the best bit of news that we've managed to get hold of. Um, so Nikon Z8 is is a camera that will sit in between the Z7 II and the Z9. So it's basically going to be the equivalent, the Nikon equivalent to the Canon R5. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, that kind of that kind of range. So something that's um, very useful for studio shooters, um, also very useful for a range of different things, a, a really solid professional all-round camera uh, with a high-resolution sensor and great video capabilities mm. so that's basically where the r5 is in the canon range and that's that's where uh, nikon has had a gaping hole in their product range so far raising oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's it so um now nikon have made massive strides with the z9 that came out a little yeah. while ago um, that really um cleaned the floor um uh, with a whole bunch of other um cameras that, that have been out there so nikon's been 
limping behind it a little bit behind uh, behind Canon and the likes of Sony for a little while. But the Z9 has really shown that they are still one of the big players. Well, the nine and now the eight is the first time anyone can get excited about Nikon for for a while for a long time, since, like re- act properly excited since the D eight fifty. I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. So yeah. very good, four or five years. Um, of course, Nikon, just like Canon, have, pl- have been playing catch up uh, as far as the yeah. mirrorless game is concerned in That's the right. first place. But Canon have really thrown everything <clears throat> in the kitchen sink uh, at their mir- mirrorless offerings and have really made massive strides to directly compete and outcompete Sony. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, Nikon's been a little bit um on the back foot when it comes when it comes to that. But but the Z9 has changed all of that. Um and the Z8 from well, what we're well this is the question then is what is the difference? What are the real difference is that we know so far hmm. between the 72 the eight and the nine. So the nine is basically uh, so the equivalent of um, the the was it was was the original the DX series? Is it was it the Canon? Is it DX one? Oh, the, what the Mark Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically it's it's basically a professional camera body, high speed um, camera body. You know that's uh, with a built in grip mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. You know that's used uh, in, a, in a very professional setting. Uh, you know used by you know, people who need fast shutter speeds like, uh, you know, sports shooters, press shooters, all that kind of thing. Yep. Um, in a really solid, durable, professional body. Um, and so that, you know, that's basically what the the flagship model is supposed to do, you know, generally. And um, I have to work out how to turn this. Being cl- watch out. I mean, I always have notifications turned uh, off on it. It drives me up the wall. It just keeps pinging. Anyway, um, yeah, so um, so Canon, obviously Sony have, uh, you know, brought out the uh, Alpha 1 a little while mm-hmm. ago. Um, Canon have brought out the R5, which isn't quite competing on the same level um, just yet. And, uh, and of course, oh, sorry, brought out the R3. Um, and of course, you know, we've been waiting for news on the R1 and there may be some news in the can for that as well. Um, although that's not going to be due until 2023. So that's still a little while to go mm, with that. Yeah. I think what I'm hearing is that, that they're really going to be announcing that in 2023. But um, Nikon had updated the top of the range DSLR fairly recently. Um, and then, of course, it came out with the with the Z9, which is the mirrorless mm-hmm. top of the range flagship version of that, which again, killer specs, um, killer video specs as well. So really, um, not only if they play catch up, but if they've really, you know, um, overtaken the competitors there mm. uh, with that camera. Uh, also the first mirrorless camera without any trace of a mechanical shutter. Yeah. So it's interesting development there. I think, the, I think the notifications on your watch have totally made you forget what my question was. To <laughs> yeah, with. what was the question? <laughs> yes, yeah. What was the question? What are the key? What are the, from what we know today? What are the key differences between the seven two, the eight, and the nine? Tech, techie specs. Um. Oh. Okay. Why, why would you choose the seven two versus right. the eight versus the the nine? Okay. One of the biggest differences. Well, there's a lot of huge differences actually, but if we're just st- stick with the stills. Yeah. side of things for a minute um so the uh, the sensor is one of the one of the biggest differences so with the z72 uh, that has a 45 megapixel 
sensor, mm-hmm. which, I mean, <laughs> there's plenty. I mean, there's yeah. like, you don't need any Absolutely. more really, for most applications. Um, and uh, the the Z8 will have a 61 megapixel sensor, which incidentally is actually a Sony sensor. So it's a 61.2 uh, megapixel BSI CMOS uh, sensor in there, which is the same sensor that Sony used in the um, A7R3. Uh, so it's a, that's, a, that's a relatively new sensor. So that's yeah. high resolution. So really, that um, that model in the in the range is basically aimed at people who who um, basically put resolution over speed. Yeah. So the basic idea is, you know, if you if you're going for speed, like for instance, if you're a wildlife shooter or you're a sports shooter or something like that, then you just need to hammer out the files. I mean, you need to hammer out the shots. So you need, you know, what you want is you want as many um, frames per second as you can get. And what that does is, of course, then, you know, that has an impact on the file size. So typically those kind of cameras have slightly lower resolution sensors. Yeah. You know, typically, I mean, you know, until recently you would have found most likely like a 24, 25 megapixel mm-hmm. sensor and that sort of thing. Um, Although that's recently changed with with the Z9, but um, but uh, mainly because I mean for, there's a num- there's a number of reasons for that. I mean transfer speed uh, between uh, between the buffer and the card is was one thing that's that yeah. was limits you. Yeah. Um, so but um, so you know so the Z8 basically has improved video capabilities, although we don't really know very much about no. the video capabilities Not at this yet. point. Um, but it will basically be a high resolution camera, which is great for studio work, great for um, landscape photography, um, you know, great for, uh, you know, um, outdoors portraiture, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so there's a whole range of different applications for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as you know, we've had this conversation before, you know, I've been holding out um, to upgrade my main camera body uh, until something like the Z8, you know, comes along. Although, you know, I'm, currently I'm shooting with a 25 megapixel camera, but I can see the need for what I do to increase the resolution, you know. And although I would probably be happy with, with 45 uh, megapixels, uh, 61, awesome. It just means bigger file sizes and more computing power and all the rest of it and, you know, more storage and blah, blah, blah. So there's their add-on complications you know that that I have to work out in in my workflow in my system, but you know, great. I mean, that'll that'll allow me to um to do things that I'm limited by w- with my current camera body. So that for, for for me personally, that's good news. You know, that's great news. But let's run through some of the yeah some of the um, actual features on that camera because there's there's a uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. You know, we. If we talk about the autofocus uh, for, for starters, do you remember when the Z9 came out? I said, you know, I, I hoped that they would take the autofocus system from the Z9 and basically take that technology and put it into the Z8 because with with the Z9 for the first time, um, Nikon had really produced something. The that one was, that works. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, <laughs> of course. I mean, if, you know, look, the autofocus system in the Z7 II is freaking fantastic if you compare it to anything on the DSLR side of things mm-hmm. by any manufacturer. So, I mean, it's, all, it's always relative, you know, um, but it's true to say that... I've almost forgotten what, what a DSLR is. Well, <laughs> why should we all time? But I mean, it's, it's true to say that in comparison to the competition, as in 
Sony and <clears throat> and the Canon Nikon. Where again, like I said, you're limping behind a little bit, but that has changed with the Z9. And um, I'm I'm happy to say that actually, it looks like if what we're hearing is true, the Z8 will actually, in fact, have the very same autofocus mm -hmm. system in there. Um, so actually, the whole camera it looks like a Z9 without the building grip. So it's a solid, okay, professional body um, that's a bit chunkier um, that will really withstand you know, anything you'll throw at it. Mm. So that, that's important, you know, I think. Um, again, it, it has a 61.2 megapixel BSI CMOS sensor in there, um, which we already know from the Sony A7R4. Um, it will basically shoot 12 frames per second with a mechanical shutter. So this one still has a mechanical shutter. Interesting okay. move. Um, and 20 frames per second with an electronic shutter. Um, so... I mean that's kind of interesting, and, and at the same time, that that's that would be my sort of question mark. Is like, okay, so if you're if you're getting rid of that techno that old technology basically in the Z9, then why not yeah. just be done with it? I'm just thinking that they're going to have to differentiate the Z8 from the Z9 somehow. So they're going to have to, so in a sense, of dumb it down a little bit because otherwise, what's the point of having a Z9? You know. So I'm thinking that probably that's that might be the reason. Or if anybody can enlighten me, if that's another reason why you would want to keep a mechanical shutter, I can't really think of one. But um, then you know, let me know. That baffles me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Um, anyway, but it does have the same imaging processor in there, so it's basically the the uh, Nikon X Speed Seven, which is the you know uh, the ultra awesome imaging imaging processor from the Z Nine, will be in the Z Eight. So effectively, the same processor. Well, not effectively, it is the same processor. Um, it'll have 493 uh, phase detect autofocus points, which will go sort of edge to edge, which basically means anything like, you know, eye focus tracking, any of that should be a breeze with this. Um, so that's exciting. And, you know, there's, there's a few things. Like, for instance, it also has the same four-axis um, 3.2-inch uh, tilting touchscreen on the back, mm -hmm. which is the same weird swivel system th or design that they've used on the um, on the Z9. And it is the one thing where I have to say, like, I mean, come on, every, everybody else does just, just a simple swivel screen. There's no reason to get to get creative with that. Is no. it? I mean, why? You don't need to be different there, do you? <laughs> no, really. This no. is just like, okay, whatever. But, you know, if we can get over that, then fine. I mean, if that's the only drawback on that camera. I don't know whether they're so set against when you do have it out and you want to tilt it, it has to be out to the side I of the camera. Know. I know that's, uh, I've never found that to be, in it. but um, if you're shooting photos, you're not shooting with a tilt screen, with a screen out anyway. Right? Well, unless, unless you shoot a lot of selfies, like yeah. you know, some of us. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> you know, but it also has, you know, it has, has uh, apparently amazing video capabilities of which we don't know very much yeah. as of yet. So, you know, there that comes comes in handy. I mean, it's not that I can't do that, but it's just a different, I mean, I just understand it. Anyway, mm. until I actually have it in my hands, I have to say that I haven't actually held a Z9 yet. So I can't, you know, I can only talk about what I see on photographs. I'm still and, struggling to hear what the real difference is between the eight and the nine. Um. Well, I mean, there's the speed. The speed is a big one. Um. You know, if, if you are shooting sports, for example, um, then you just need to. You What's know, the difference? Um, so, uh, okay, so Z nine has some some crazy ass 
high frame rate. I'm like, I, do you remember you can basically uh, lower down the 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 bit rate a little bit or something or the quality, and then you can you can shoot like 240 frames per second or something. Correct? Oh, it looks like, like a video. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you remember slow mo video? 120, yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a different video for that. Just you know, go check it out. But um, what we're discussing the Z9 in more detail. I just can't remember the exact details. But there you go. So <clears throat> this one, and of course the the sensor is the big difference. The the Z9 uh, has a 45 megapixel sensor. Has it? Anyway, it doesn't have a 60 megapixel sensor. I think. Actually, I'm confusing myself. Just give me one second. Play music. Somehow we're kind of doing the same tune, but I don't really know how because it's a completely random tune. I'm so not editing this out. Anytime you like. Oh, megapixels. Yeah, 45.7. That's it. There we go. Okay, cool. Okay, so one of the main differences, you know, as I mentioned earlier, is is the sensor, or the sensor size. So the the Z9 has a 45.6 megapixel sensor. Um. And which basically, I mean, it's still it's still high resolution, and it basically gives you an incredible frame rate at the same time. Um, and that is that really outfoxes a lot of those, you know, uh, comparative models um, because they again, like, like we said earlier, tend to kind of hang around the sort of forty uh, twenty four to by thirty mm-hmm. megapixel mark. Um, so the the sensor in the Z eight again, as I said, it's like a sixty two. Um, Roughly a sixty-one point two megapixel sensor. This is higher resolution, yep. so you get it. You know, so if you're like, so if you're going for speed, so Z eight, higher resolution, slightly low, slower speed. Yes. Z nine, slightly lower resolution, much higher speed. Thank you very much. <laughs> In a nutshell, that's exactly what it is. Right. Um, Could have saved the last thirty minutes, couldn't well, we? <laughs> exactly. Now the other thing is, um, okay, so the, the the card options there, um, it's got at least one CF Express um, slot. But I'm not entirely sure about this actually, because there are some. Um, th- there were a number of different reports there, so it has a. I mean, it, it will have at least one CF Express and an SD card slot, or possibly two CF Express um, slots. So if there. it's one of each, does that mean that you cannot shoot both cards at the same time? Uh, that, uh, well, I don't know, but it will depend on what is that you're shooting. So, for instance, if you imagine, like, if you were shooting, let's say, for argument's sake. It would shoot 6K video. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, which we don't know exactly at this point, but let's just say it did. Um, that would most likely go, or like a high frame rate, like 4K mm-hmm. 120 or something, like, or 240 or whatever it might be able to do. Um, that would most likely have to go into the CF Express because it's a faster car. I mean, 4K 120 goes onto SD cards without problem. Yeah. All right, I the, mean, fa- the, the faster ones, I yeah. can't remember what they're called now, the V10s or whatever they are, yeah. but. And they're slightly more expensive, but they go on SD cards, yeah. no problem. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's that's the thing. I, mean, I think see, CF Express cards are expensive, mm, and if you're yeah. thinking, you know, if you're if you're moving up to a Z8, for example, and you still have you know a, a boatload of of SD cards, and you're already spending the money that will come to the price in a second. That's another <laughs> surprise there. Um, you know, it's sort of you know if you already have a bunch of SD cards, it does make sense that you continue to use them. And there's you know, something to be said for that. 
but um, you know, there there is, and but because two C of Express the, the cards. The issue I have with this camera is well, it's more of Nikon than anything else. Is they just won't let go. They're not letting go of that mechanical shutter. They're not letting go of that SD card. Probably, yeah. Just let it go. Move forward. Or stay where you were. Yeah, they're not the only brand that that. I go know. Down I, it just frustrates me because yeah. they don't want to alienate the people they've already got, and they don't. Just that's always the case, though. Make something new, yeah. or keep what you've got. Yeah, I, I, hate, mean, I hate this in between stuff. Well, just, I mean, it's you know, there's they have to slot things into the product range. I think you know the. I mean, the Z9 is so revolutionarily top of the range, and the Z7 II has issues. That the, the the camera that bridges that in there needs to kind of sit in the middle there somewhere, and of course it's it's taken all the good bits out of the Z9. I mean, literally the mm. autofocus in particular. Um, it's up in the game with a really awesome sensor, um, you know, and uh, and it's taken the <laughs> the weird swivel screen as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but, so yeah, but mechanical. Shut up! Just baffles me. Full stop. That just baffles me a little bit. But the SD card slot, I understand to a degree mm. if they if they're keeping that. But at the same time, if you're spending, well, well okay. Let me ask you this question first. Okay. What's do we know roughly what this is going to cost you? Yeah. So the first indication that we have um, is that it'll come in at about three thousand four hundred and ninety nine US dollars. And how does that compare to the Z nine? Well, I mean, it's it's. Considerably less than Z9, but that's not the question to ask. It, the question is, how does it compare to the R5? That's the question to ask. Because remember, that is the kind of line of cameras. And the R5 is a good $500 more expensive. So actually, they're really aggressive on the price. And if you remember, they were also really aggressive on the price with the Z9 because the comparative um, comparative uh, models with Sony or something are considerably more expensive. So they came in and undercut the competition with the Z9, um, and they're doing the same thing with the Z8, which which is, I think it's the right strategy to take, because they're going to have to claw back market share. They're going to have well, to And, back, that, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because they've been so poor for so many years yeah. that now they're finally doing something exciting again. Exactly. They they do. They have, they're, I'm, I'm guessing these couple of cameras are pretty much, you know, for want of a better phrase, lost leaders from them. But their margin is tiny. Yeah, for sure. On I mean, them. <clears throat> and remember, you know, with the Z9, the problem is that they had so many pre-orders that they couldn't actually fulfill any of these orders because of international issues, as in, like, you know, lack of, mm -hmm. um, you know, sense of production or the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. A microchip, whatever. Um, but the other thing they're doing um, is, <laughs> yeah, one thing to add, by the way, is it will also have an optional... Uh, battery grip because that was one of the issues originally with the z6 and the z7 when they first came out because it wasn't wasn't a battery, battery grip available and you know at the time people used to say you know that and the single card slot in both of those first incarnations of those cameras that was a massive drawback mm -hmm. I mean, i got them a ton of criticisms and a ton of people just jumped ship at that point because they just went well i shoot weddings so i need two card slots and that's yeah. that um and and then eventually nikon turned around and when they brought out the Z6 II and the Z7 II, they added another card slot. So again, this is a company listening to what, what you know their customers tell them to an extent. So that's cool. Um, but, but with this one, 
it will it will have an optional battery group right off the bat. So if you do want to extend it, then you can, which actually I know is a big issue for mm. a lot of people. Yes. You know, um, so so that's cool. Now the video specs really in general haven't been announced yet. So anything we said earlier um, is that's really just speculation. You know, so we don't know really, but we'll you know more about this when actually when the announcement actually comes, which should be happening later on this year. The other thing Nikon are launching. Which clever move is the D to Z uh, trade up program? So you'll be able to basically trade in your old DSLR if you switch over to a Z mirrorless camera system. That is also clever guts. Doesn't sound as good in English, English though, does it? D to Z. Well, no. <laughs> it's also A to Z, it sounds like the London A to Z. Do you remember? <laughs> like, what? What happened to that company? That was like everybody used to have a London A to Z. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, back in the day, yeah, in different formats: pocket format, A five format, A one, whatever the huge ones were. A one, yeah. And you used to be able to buy them at at any gas station, so you can get out and stand in the map. Yeah, I used to have tons of those, (laughs) you know. But uh, nowadays, it's also interesting that they never came out with an app. I mean, that was just just such a missed opportunity. Yeah, true. Right. I wonder if um, this trade in will give you more than if you were to go and sell your seven fifty, for example. No idea, um, but I mean, I, I can't imagine that my camera's going to be worth anything by the time that thing comes out. No. But but will I trade it in? Yeah, most likely. Why yeah. not? Yeah, for sure. It's convenient. Well, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> as long as they're not how Apple do their trade-ins. Yeah, you know that four grand computer you bought two years ago? We'll give you £400 <laughs> for it. 50 quid. In great, perfect condition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, I, I was thinking of keeping that shocking, keeping that body as a stuff as a you know as a backup body, and but the reality is, I think you know, sooner well, or later, I'll be I'll be moving on to Z lenses and all the rest of it, and then you know that's going to make it incompatible with with the you know yeah. with with the um, DSLR range anyway. So you know, it's probably just like no point, just get rid of it, and be done with it, and that's it, and hope yeah. nothing gets nothing goes wrong ever. Anyway. Um, so when can we expect the actual announcement? Well, later on this year. So uh, before the end of the year is basically is what, okay. you know, what the what it says. With a release date this year or next year? Um, that's a very good question. I think that they... They're going to uh, try and okay. get in before Christmas. All right, so if anything... if Right, okay, so if last year is anything to go by, this was our personal <clears throat> experience, um, because remember, we were, we were waiting for an announcement as far as the Z9 was concerned mm-hmm. before the photography show. So that yeah, was September, yeah, right? Yeah. And Nikon completely blanked us um, at the time. And we spoke to them at the photography show and we asked the question. And I can't remember whether we did it on air or off air or whatever, but... I can't remember now. But we did ask the question straight up. Uh, they wouldn't let anything out. And of course then, well, it's only like a few weeks after that, that the announcement actually yeah. came. So, you know, we, we had been hoping that we can see, you know, we can see the Z9 at the show. That was because Canon had basically pulled all the stops up with the R3, remember? Because mm-hmm. they had it. That was a big thing at the show. Yeah. Um, uh, but Nikon had just released the ZFC, so the crop sensor oh, right. little retro yeah. um, camera. Which cool was little thing, though. Cool little thing, absolutely mm. cool little thing. But that was their new thing for the photography show. Um, and so that was a bit like, oh, uh, yeah, well, that's cool and everything, but... But, but there's the other three over there. Um, anyway, so but they wouldn't they wouldn't tell us anything, and then you know. So 
If I was Nikon, I would release the damn thing in time for the photography show, which, after all, is the biggest photography show in Europe. Now it is. Now, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you if you don't release it then, I mean, when would you? So, anyway, so that's, uh, you know, that's the thing. So, again, fingers crossed. And the photography show is in September, middle, end of September, something like that. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be there, anyway. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be pushing them. I did, actually... So I did, after I heard about this, um, I did email Nikon UK directly to ask, you know, if we, yeah. Uh, and yeah, again, completely zip. So no, uh, tsk. 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 so this information comes to us uh, from Nikon US uh, via some other channels, but, uh, but so yeah, so this is, this is basically with 99% certainty is what we can say about this camera at this yeah. point, but there'll be, you know, again, um, no video specs have been announced just yet, so we'll, you know, or leaked, I should say. Um, so there'll be, I'm sure there'll be interesting details to talk about for that. But I'm just, you know, we've been talking about this the Z8 uh, for such a long time, and finally, I can see an end inside uh, for my trusty little D750. What, what are the video specs on the 9? Uh, I remember them being really quite good. Yeah, they were quite good. Uh, again, go back a few videos, and we were discussing them in detail. Did they, did they, get, did they push to 8K on that? I can't remember. It's, I think something like that. Again, let me just... Uh, let me just, I'll, 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 just I'll play some more hold music. That's Yeah, 8K 10-bit flagship. That's what it is. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so Z9. Okay, I mean, think about it this way. The Z9 <clears throat> comes in at $5,500. Um, so that's, you know, if you think about price-wise, that's 2000 bucks more expensive than a Z8. I mean, that's a lot of bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I'd be absolutely honest with you. I really wouldn't. I mean, as much as I would love to play around with that thing, I really wouldn't have use for that. No, the, I mean, okay. The no. only use I would have um, for that is when I shoot boxing matches or you know boxing fights. But they're so badly paid. There's absolutely no reason I'd spend five and a half grand on a on a camera, you know. And we're talking dollars here. So again, if we come back to the Z8, you know, three and a half thousand dollars. So that's it's probably going to retail in the UK. I mean, I'm, again, I'm just guesstimating pounds. It'll be well, judging by the Z9, uh, it'll probably maybe be around three thousand two hundred. Mm-hmm. Three, 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 two, three, three. So there's a couple of grand like difference is what we're talking. Yeah. Between the eight and the nine. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's not insignificant. No, it's not. So um, I'm just I'm just trying to picture in my head what those video specs might be like for the eight. Um, if you're kind of yeah, perhaps working backwards from the nine. Yeah, I mean, so the nine at the moment, um, that is, <clears throat> so it's it can shoot the nine can shoot ten bit four two two h two six five and eight k. Um, it's capable of shooting 4K up to 120 frames per second. Um, its HDMI output is UHD 8K um, up to 29.97p uh, or 4K up to 120p, basically. That's so, where that sits. I think the 8 will be 4K 120. Most likely, yeah. That um, makes sense. I don't see any point doing anything above that unless you're sh shooting straight to 8k i don't i don't get this That's 6k true. in between stuff i don't really see the point um it doesn't there's not nearly enough benefit for me mm. to to make that even worth bothering with 
I'd rather have a higher frame rate yeah. than 6K. Just, oh, yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, it's not my, not my thing at all. For all the super slow mode that we shoot all the time on this podcast. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 120 is plenty. 240 is interesting. If you can get 4K, 240. I mean... Wow. Okay, so it will... In the advertising space, um, it will open up really interesting options. Mm. I think once you can get there to 240 or even beyond that, um, you could do some interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, um, for your average user, I don't know when you would use that necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, it has opened up possibilities creatively and everything. So, yeah. Now, we'll see. I mean, well, you know, once we've got any more news on that. Anyway, I thought that was... To me, personally, that was super exciting news. I nearly, I nearly fell off my chair when I heard that the other day. So that was cool. Oh, oh no, right. Something I've been waiting for for a wow. long time. Um, I mean, that is to say, we have another bit of news, because uh, Canon have also, um, well, they haven't really announced anything, but it's a rumor flying around about the R1, which is um, which is basically going to be Canon's answer to the Nikon Z9. Um, and that will have a 50 megapixel stacked BSI CMOS sensor. So interesting thing, you know, the Z9 comes up with 45 point something, you know, and then of course Canon's just just push it a little bit, you know, go to 50, but same. I wonder how up. easy it is for them to change these things on the fly based on what they finally get from, I mean, they knew long before it came out what Absolutely. the 9 was going to be well, like, right? Um, Absolutely, yeah. But uh, yeah, I do wonder. All of that industrial espionage that's going on there. Yeah, cool. You know. Um, so 50, okay. Um, 30 frames per second, uncompressed raw, or 80 frames per second, compressed raw. That's pretty damn... Wow. That's pretty damn fast. Um, it will have dual CF Express cards. Um, it will have no mechanical shutter. Dun, 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 dun. Shock horror. Shock horror, exactly. Um, it will have a brand new quad pixel AF. So remember, can Ooh. so far use dual pixel. Yeah. This is quad pixel, so it must be twice as good. Oh, well, um, we'll with see. deep learning technology, so some AI built in there, apparently, whatever that does, no idea. Um, I'll, get it, five, I'll get it just for that. Well, yeah, it'll have 5.76 million uh, dot viewfinder. Uh, it will apparently, again, they've also have they haven't really, we don't really know very much about the video specs, but we know this a little bit. It will shoot 8K at 60p and 4K at 240p. It will do 4K at 240, will it? So, apparently, so. Um, it'll be announced in 2013. 23, but here's the clincher, so the price. Do you remember we talked about, just a minute ago, uh, about the Z9, right? And we said five and a half grand. Mm-hmm. Right, bear that number in mind. We're talking US dollars here. Um, so the R1... Sorry, I'm going to look over it now because I don't want to be too shocked. It's going to come in at seven and a half to eight grand. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Cannon? <laughs> Jeez. I mean... Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> what? So that, um, I mean, if that is true, then that's like, uh, okay. <clears throat> I, I'm, oh, surely not. I'm not convinced. What What do we, do you recall what the R3 is going for? Um, Six? Yeah, somewhere around that. Let me just ask the Google machine. That's, even that's pushing it. Are you asking the Google machine? Of course, why not? More hold music, please. Six grand, basically five thousand eight hundred seventy-nine pounds so sterling, six, so six thousand six, $6, dollars, basically. And they're going to push that another fifteen to two. 
kind of. Oh, you can see that they have to go there because you know there's the wiggle room. Otherwise, they're gonna have to differentiate that from the from the R three. Um, are yeah. they gonna make it R two? D two. No, the R two. D two. R two. D two. Um, <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah. So they're, they're banking on the fact that people will not leave to go back to Nikon. Oh, and they're probably right because they probably only moved to Canon from Nikon in the last few years. So, and people aren't just going to change again. I can see. Well, okay, so put it this way: people who move from Nikon to uh, Canon, I can't really see them move back. I don't know why you would. Um, I can see people moving back from Sony. Mm. Um, and well, we haven't talked much about them today, you know. Sony, well, that's so the 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 Alpha, the A one. Yeah, so Sony. I mean, you know, there's the A seven R four was the latest, the last yeah. thing. But there, you know, there hasn't been a lot of movement there. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there's stuff in the pipeline. I'm probably going to be hearing about that um, again. You know, remember we've got the photography show, uh, show coming up in September. So there's going to be lots of announcements before that. Mm. Um, no doubt. Yeah, we'll just have to have to wait and see. Um, yeah. Anyway, so very exciting news. It's all exciting times. Counts. I love it across the board. Yeah. It's just the uh, fact that they're finally they're all competing on all fronts again. Mm. That's only good for the end user, right? Um, it's going to push tech on faster. Hopefully, bring prices down, but it doesn't appear to be going. Well, Nikon are really setting a good example on that, though. Yeah, um, you know that pricing strategy is is aggressive. It's aggressive because, again, because they have lost some market share and they need to kind of claw their way back in there. Yeah, um, that is cool. Yeah. And if you're in the market for a camera like that, and you're looking at, you know, a price difference of five hundred to a thousand pounds, you're going to go well. You know, one thing that it will do is it will prevent you from leaving. And I think that's what that's designed to do. Yeah, that's what it feels more like. You it? know, because now if you're looking at it and you kind of go, okay, so if I went, let's say, you know, if I went to, if I went to the, uh, I'm thinking about the R5, let's say, you know, it's a great camera, no doubt. Um, and you're coming from Nikon, you can go, well, but there's no point now because mm. I would have to spend more money on the body and I would have to then invest even more money into new glass, you know, at that point you're thinking, well, like in my case, actually, I'm the typical example for that. They were like, uh, yeah, there's no reason for me to change now. Yeah. No reason at all. Well, how much is Z glass versus um, RF glass, for example? How much do the Nikon? I, I think they, they're both, there's, there's not a lot in it. They're, they're thereabouts, are they? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it is, of course, you know, Brand new glass always going to be expensive, uh, but then it, the state of the art glass. But it'll know. never be as expensive as Sony's. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so but I mean, even even in my case, I mean, I'm I'm looking at upgrading the body. I'm not really at this point. You know, if it came to it, and that ZA came out at the end of the year, let's say, and it would be you know at that price point, three and a half grand. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably upgrade to that body. Um, I wouldn't upgrade my glass just yet. No, there's no rush for that. You know, um, it'll be that. Surely that's probably only. But I would also not. Quid maybe. Yeah, but in the future, I would certainly not go back to buying end glass. No. So no. you know what I mean. There's no no need for that. So um, yeah, so that's good news. Good news for me. Good news for other Nikon shooters. Um, and if you were thinking of, you know, moving away from 
from the brand, um, then now you may have a reason to stay. A very good reason, actually. Um, you know, because All In, they are really covering all the bases. And, you know, you can also tell that, <clears throat> you know, they are, they are, you know, they've been focusing on the top end. And they, of course, you know, if you think about what happened, is they brought out the Z6 and Z7 originally. Then they brought the Z5, which is the APS-C, um, mirrorless APS-C version, basically. Um, then they went on to upgrade the Z6 and Z7. Um, and and then they moved on to, well, then they had a ZFC, which is the kind of cool, you know, let's keep all the people that want to go to Fuji on site, you know, and fair enough. Um, and uh, and then they went for the super mega flagship model to basically establish that they are still a major player, you know, no messing there. Um, and they can deliver on the, on the autofocus and all that kind of stuff. So again, you know, I mean, it's just like with the, the dual camera slot for the Z6 II and the Z7 II. It seems like they've been listening mm. to what people were telling them and went, okay, let's throw the kitchen sink at that and like, let's fix it, do something that's outrageously awesome. And then we've proven the point now because that technology is now there. And that's why it can trickle down to the Z8 now as well. Um, and stuff like that. There's, uh, there is another bit of, sort of rumor I'm hearing that they're looking at another uh, probably APS-C sensor uh, model, uh, which is probably going to be something like a Z4 or something like that. So they're building out the model range on the on the lower side, um, which you know will bring people into the fold essentially, yeah. you know, into the system. Which is it's, it's easy to forget about those those models Absolutely. down there. It really is. Sure. Um, but once you've you, you know you're at a stage where you're using the higher end models, you do forget about them, but they're critical. Well, the thing is like those entry-level Otherwise, who models, else is going to come in and start to be the next lot of photographers? Well, exactly. I mean, know? those entry-level models, to give you an example. So I sent my, my stepdaughter out to do a job for me the other day, um, which I couldn't do. Um, so I was shooting um, a, a boxing weigh-in, basically, um, which isn't, it's not hard to shoot. I mean, basically a monkey can shoot that. Um, but... <laughs> Well, what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I couldn't do it. There was a clash of, like a clash of appointments, whatever. And um, so my stepdaughter, who's who's doing her A-levels in mm -hmm. photography, uh, basically stepped up to the plate and said, well, well, I can do it. And I went, okay, awesome. Great, let's do it. And it's the first time she's ever done anything like that, um, you know, in a, in a professional context before. And so she was a little bit nervous. But she went out with her Nikon D5300, something like that, which mm -hmm. is a APS-C sensor, basically entry-level, you know, DSLR type of a thing. Um, and she went and she did a really great job. She really did a great job. I mean, those those photos are absolutely great. They work perfectly. Those are the kind of images that basically pop up on match day or on fight day. They pop up on the big screens. Mm -hmm. yep. So you've got your opponents featured there. Um, I'd like to see these. Yeah, I mean, they're really great. I mean, they're absolutely what they need to be. And she did a really good job. And she didn't have to roll out a super expensive camera to do that because that's not the kind of job that requires that. That camera, by the way, also has a 24.5 megapixel sensor in it. Mm -hmm. So the sensor is cool. Um, she has some Sigma glass that she used for that. Absolutely perfect. You know, no problem at all. So it just goes to show that, you you know, these cameras at that on that side of things they're still bloody 
damn good cameras, you know, that can that can create that you can create really good imagery with. And especially if you are um, coming into photography, or if you you know if you're at the at the learning stage, let's say, you know, then those cameras are great. And you know, f- for all companies to uh, you know, to build out that part of the range is important because. Uh, it will it will allow people to seamlessly move on from you know from 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 uh, you know from those models to higher end bodies without having to change lenses. Yeah. This has always been a pain in the neck. I remember when I first like years ago, you know, I used to have a, a DX body, which is the APS-C sensor body, and I had DX glass. And then when I went on to I moved on to full frame. Um, I then had to basically change all my glass because none of that glass would work anymore. And it's like you go, oh God, it's got a different mount. Well, how annoying is that? If you can do something that uses the same mount right from the from from the, from start to finish, basically, then you've got something that is it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you know, you can keep the same glass for longer. Um, you know, you can eventually invest. You can invest into better glass earlier. I think. You know, because I mean, for the most part, you know, we're talking about these high-end bodies, but actually, for the mo- the vast majority of stuff that people do, you don't really need a camera like that. You know, if you like, you know, if you like portraiture, for instance, like you know, um, artificially lit or even natural light portraiture, you don't really. If you've got decent glass, you're gonna it's gonna take you a lot further than an outrageously expensive camera body you're better off spending more money on that that glass to begin with because you will keep that a lot longer than, yeah, we always say that. unless something happens to it then uh you will you will the body right? that's it absolutely it'll way outlast it yeah it's when when you're you know when you're working at these sort of extreme ends of it so when you're working in low light situations or you need to capture movement that's very fast like in sports for example or wildlife flying birds or whatever um that's the point where you need cameras that give you that that extra boost of performance mm-hmm. i mean press photography is another really good example you know where you basically you hit the shutter button and you shoot as many images as you can because you've got i don't know the president of the republic of Congo meeting you know the vietnamese foreign minister and that's mm-hmm. apparently very important so you shoot as many frames as you can and you pick out the one that's the awesomest great <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm exaggerating everything but do you know what i mean i mean there, there are uh, reasons for why you want to do that but you know, I think for your regular Joe, um, a lot of these things are, you know, really just icing on the cake, really. Absolutely. You know. So, oh, it's interesting because, you know, <clears throat> we were talking about this. Do, do you remember um, a few weeks ago when we did the, the three heads in a row talk? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I shoot all of this on a, on a D750, which is a good, what, five, six, seven years old or something now? So it's a relatively old camera body. And someone in the audience asked, like, okay, well, what, you know, why don't you use like a, you know, a mirrorless body. It's, it's because I don't need to, basically. You know, for this, I don't need to. Uh, you know, and so from a business perspective, it doesn't make any sense to invest into something that gives me no advantage. Oh, absolutely right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, as long as that body is, is doing what I need it to do, then great. If there's If there's a reason why I need to invest into something that will make me more money, then yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the point, of course, in in my case, is that 
you know, I've been shooting with that body for so long that it now comes to the point where I, I will start to question reliability. And that's an issue. That's a major issue. That's a reason why I would invest. I'm in amazed it hasn't gone down already. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's been serviced several times and everything. So mm. it's, it's in good okay. nick and everything. But, you know, the shutter count on that is outrageously high. Which reminds me, Canon, if you're listening, can we have a little chat about the C70 screen? It looks like it's hanging off there. I know, it, it is. <clears throat> so if we're slightly, what did it say in British English, on the piss, <laughs> then it's not because we're drinking Brewdog beer. <laughs> um, it's uh, because the screen is slightly off. I, lo I love this camera's bits. I mean, it's sensational. Yes. I mean, we're shooting fr with three of them the other day. But, Canon, whatever, however you made that screen and the, the way it attaches to the body... I don't think you were looking. You did it in the dark. It is rubbish. <laughs> Every single person I've I've read about has is used who's got a C seventy is half falling off. Yeah, it can. You should really look at Nikon's new swivel screen technology. Like, take a leaf out of there. Yeah, it's got like eighty five axes. <laughs> yeah, axes, axi, axi. <laughs> now talking about the C seventy. Um, if you have been following us on TikTok, you may have actually had an opportunity to see the not one, not two, but Two? Three. <laughs> Three C70s that we, uh, that we shot with uh, the other day at the Albertor, which is actually something we're going to be talking about um, in more detail in, in a future episode. Um, yeah. But if you, if you do follow us on TikTok, uh, you'll be able to get a little glimpse into some behind the scenes um, when, you know, when we are on shoots like this, because that's where you'll see it first. And of course, uh, we just launched a brand new playlist um, on our YouTube channel as well, which will have uh, a lot more in-depth uh, behind-the-scenes stuff on there. Um, but, you know, for now, follow us on TikTok. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always ask that question in our Facebook group um, on the Facebook, you know, where we're happy to answer questions and, you know, have a chat um, and share <coughs> images and stuff like that. So that's what that's there for. Mm -hmm. It's really all about sharing. It's all about, you know, photography and... Um, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, join us on Facebook, uh, join us on TikTok. And if you are still hanging around on Instagram, join us there too. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of the C70, so Canon just released new new firmware update for it. And a couple of little additions and whatnot. Um, one being its ability to um, effectively do time-lapse as well, which oh, is okay. for a cinema camera. Not bad. Right, okay. Um, but the other addition that they've made is it now, will now shoot in Canon RAW light. Canon RAW light? It's just compressed. Oh, right, okay. Um, okay, right. So it's just a smaller file size because it shoots on SD cards still, right? Right. So they needed to use their light version. Lame. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I haven't got the opportunity to actually try it out, but I did just update um, to, to that firmware version. Right. Word of warning, people. It will wipe all of your settings. And if you're like me and you it's haven't done. backed up those settings in a few months. Nicely done. Yeah. Here's a question <laughs> for you, though. Um, so it shoots compressed RAW onto the SD card. Yes. But does it shoot uncompressed RAW onto an external recorder? Uh, do you know? I don't know. I've, I've not looked at this closely enough okay, yet. Okay, so that... Because I, 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 I wait for, to, to upgrade firmware for a while. Normally, it's usually there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and I just wait for them to update it. But this this one, I was quite intrigued by. So 
as I look in a bit more depth, I'll um, I'll check it out. But I'm pretty off the top of my head, and someone will correct me. I'm sure it's still light over HDMI onto an external recorder, but that might be wrong. Cool. Well, <clears throat> if I'm wrong, please let me know. Yeah, more about this in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> So what have we got coming up? Um, we've got some more guests coming up on the show um, over the next couple of weeks. So that should be great. Mm. Um, we'll also have another little uh, thing, a best kept secret at this point uh, that we're working on. So that should be uh, very exciting as well. well oh, yeah, I don't know. Not very well kept. I'm not giving anything anything <laughs> away here right now. But anyway, um, so yeah, keep watching, You know, keep listening. Um, I know for some very strange reason... Podcast listeners are described as readers. That doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, I, refuse to, I refuse to oh, say absolutely it. nonsense. So, you know, um, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, and I say listening rather than reading, because that's nonsense. Anyway, nobody reads podcasts. Um, then just like, I remember like in Camera Club World, you know, um, the producers of photographs are known as authors. Equally nonsense, you know. Anyway, anyway, so if you are listening, listening to the audio version of this podcast, um, hang on a second. Hello, Cara. You are live on the Camera Shake podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> right now. Say, say hello. Hi. Say hello in the microphone. <laughs> that's my that's my 10 year old daughter calling us from the playground anyway where was i um let's start it again if you are listening <laughs> to the audio version of this of this uh, podcast then uh be advised that you can not only hear our sultry voices but also see our beautiful faces in full technicolor over on youtube um just go to youtube.com forward slash camera shake and whilst you're there Give it a little, you know, like and subscribe and all the rest of it because that would really help us out. Um, and I've mentioned it a couple of times before. If you so happen to be on TikTok, follow us there too. And of course, join our Facebook group. And that's all the socials. Oh, and Instagram and that as well, yeah. You done? I think I'm done. <sighs> it's, it's a busy life keeping up with all these socials. I'm so tired. I'm I know, right? I'm so tired. Anyway. Get in touch. Um, if you've got any any questions about um, anything that we've spoken about in this episode uh, or past episodes, then you know please get in touch. Again, the Facebook group is great for that because we can answer questions right there and then. Um, and again, you know you are invited to share your photography as well because we'll be super interested in seeing what you are up to. Um, and yeah, and that's it basically for today. That was episode one hundred and one. Maybe next week I won't have a cold. Oh, yeah. My voice is down here like this. Well, I'm coming up with a call. <laughs> so, happy days. Not COVID. Not COVID. We're clean. Yep. Anyway, see you next Thursday. <laughs>